This is the Kona Edge, the home of Ironman triathletes who dream of qualifying for the World Championships on the Big Island. Welcome on to yet another edition of the Kona Edge. I'm Brad Brown. It's brilliant to have you with us. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the podcast. And we head back to Georgia in the southeast of the United States to catch up with Wendy Mader. Wendy, welcome back. Nice to nice to chat again. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Wendy, you, you come from a, a competitive swimming background. That's where your sort of athletic uh, prowess started. Uh, coming into the sport of triathlon from a, a swimming background, is it a, a advantageous or is it a disadvantage? Would you have preferred to come from a strong running background? <laughs> I would have preferred to come from a strong running background <laughs> at one point. Um, I think... I think totally every time I swim, I'm grateful that I'm a swimmer because I don't really need to put any time in the water if I don't want to because I'm a swimmer. And I just, I think one of the biggest things triathletes lack is swimming experience. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for the world coming from a non-swimming background. But as a swimmer trying to learn how to run, my heart and lungs were always fit. My legs weren't. So I battled so many injuries early on in the sport because my heart and lungs wanted to go, but my neuro, my muscular system didn't want to. It's interesting you say that, and you you mentioned that in our first chat as well. Is that you, particularly in your your early days of your triathlon career, you you did you you struggled with a lot of injuries. Some of them could have been you said could have been overuse and overtraining. Coming from a swimming yeah. background where it's not weight bearing, you, you you bounce back pretty quickly. Recovery times are a lot shorter than a bike, and particularly for for the run. Did did you find that yeah. you? You almost approached the run and the bike the same way you did the swim that you almost felt you could you could you could hammer as much as you wanted to and you would bounce back? Yes. Early on I tried to incorporate running and biking as much as I did as a swimmer. And I think swimmers overtrain. Back when I did, I think I overtrained as a swimmer, but I, I never had a shoulder problem. To this day, I've never been injured as a swimmer. And that's a technique thing. But I try I thought I needed to run and bike like I did as a swimmer. And so you know, just especially with the running, I didn't understand pace or heart rate or intensity. And I, I didn't have any baseline. I just went and ran hard all the time because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. And that's, that's looking for trouble. There's no doubt about it, particularly, oh particularly gosh, no on the doubt. run. <laughs> Wendy, as far yes. as, as far as some of the things that you've done over the years, and it's, it's probably difficult because the technique side of it, you've picked up early. So it's almost like when you learn to ride a bike, you, you forget how to ride a bike, you just ride a bike. And it's probably that way with a swim for you now. But looking back, were there things that you did that you know have given you a huge advantage in the water? Um, like things I did as a, as a growing up a swimmer? Yeah, tra training-wise. Um, okay, I think swimmers have very good time management skills. And I think that's definitely carried over into what I do as a coach with people. I help people with their time management skills as a coach and as an athlete. Um, we, you know, as a swimmer, we used to train twice a day. So going into triathlon was easier for me. I'm like, I can train twice a day and not get wet. Um, so I think the time management skills, the discipline that it takes to get in that cold water every day of your life, most of the time, twice, twice a day of my life for most of my life is um, very much a lot of good self-discipline that I learned early on. And then, you know, I didn't do my first stroke drill that I remember until college. So I just got lucky that I started at an early age with good, with good mechanics. But now as a coach, I think, I think learning mechanics as, a, as an adult, learning how to swim is pretty important. Learn mechanics first is such a huge component to learn better, te 
to learn better endurance, strength, and speed. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't, or, or they overlook, they don't really understand the importance of giving, getting that technique right up front. I mean, you can spend as much time as you want in the water, but if you're fighting the water and you you, you almost feel like you're drowning every session, you, you're really not doing yourself any good from a physical or mental perspective. It's You've got to sort those exactly. things out and early on. Exactly, I totally agree. Wendy, as, as far as favorite workouts in the water what do you personally love doing (laughs) i like going easy i I laugh i laugh because i only do intense um swimming about six to eight weeks leading up to an a race otherwise i just like to go and swim i'm lucky i can do butterfly backstroke breaststroke freestyle i love pulling with my paddles and so i guess from a workouts perspective one of my favorite workouts is a pyramid where I do um, 100 pull, 200 IM, 300 pull, 400 IM, and then I go back down, 400 pull, 300 IM, 200 pull, 100 IM. That's a 2,000 main set. I like it because I can do all the major strokes with my fins on, of course, and then I use my pull buoy and paddles when I pull. So any swimming with my toys, literally, I just love to swim easy and with my toys. Talk to me about mixing up the stroke and, and, and you talk about the IM. Is, is that important for a triathlete to, uh, I mean, people think, oh, I'm never going to use butterfly. Why, why, would I need to, why would I need to swim butterfly in the pool? But from a, from a mixing things up perspective, but also strength-wise, does, does mixing your stroke up in training help? Yes. I actually just wrote a blog about why triathletes should learn the other three strokes. Um, butterfly is tough. It butterflies a stroke that really gets your lats engaged. And, and a lot of people don't know how to use their lats, their back muscles when they swim. But when you do butterfly, you feel it. So once you start to feel what you're supposed to use, maybe you can, that helps you get using your lats in freestyle. Butterfly gets your heart rate up. The butterfly dolphin kick really loosens up your, or really strengthens your core and your hip flexors and just hip areas in general. Breaststroke kick. Um, adductors and abductors, those little tiny muscles that help your hip area, mobilization and stabilization. I think it's a really good stretch to be able to do that in the pool. And then backstroke, really stretching out your shoulders, body rotation, core. I think there's just so much more fitness and conditioning you can get from doing the other strokes to help you with your primary stroke of freestyle. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm technically, I don't want to say I'm an expert, but I love doing a, a couple of, of lengths of, of backstroke, particularly after a really tough session. I just feel it opens me up and opens my shoulders yeah. up. And, and it just, I, I don't know, I, think, I don't know if it's a mental thing, but I just feel like I recover better once I've done. If, if I don't do it and I'm in a rush and I don't do the, the few lengths right. of backstroke, I just feel afterwards that I'm, I'm really tight and, and I find it, it, it makes a massive, massive difference. Is that something you, you would advise? as well totally advise as well all my all my cool downs are usually backstroke i actually pull on the lane line so i can reach back and get a better stretch in my chest and shoulders and then i do a lot of um breaststroke kick to open up my hips Mm. um it just helps so much you know i just spent really the first six months of this past 2016 years i was battling a a hip um hamstring pre-existing issue that i couldn't that i was i was struggling with my running so i just swam a lot more and and really it's a new revelation for me how much my swimming has helped me this past year overcome my injury by doing all those different strokes and different movements absolutely wendy and then open water 
sort of tips and, and hints that you could give? It's it's one thing spending hours and hours in the pool, but once you get out into a lake or into the ocean where, where a race, your race conditions, uh, open water swimming is a, a, a different kettle of fish, so to speak. What, what advice and tips would you have to somebody or for somebody when it comes to, to open water? Sight frequently. When I was in Colorado, I used to do clinics every Wednesday for the over the summer for a few years. Sight frequently, sight frequently. That's the biggest tip. Um, even though I tell people to sight frequently, they still don't. And if you're new to open water swimming, the the one thing you don't want to happen is to go off course in the beginning of the race, and then that's going to cause you to panic. So not only sight frequently, but when you're sighting, maintain a horizontal position and don't try not to let your legs drop. So again, the sighting skill of alligator eyes is so important. Again, I did an article on my blog about sighting and open water swimming, but that I think is the biggest thing. Don't, uh, one other thing, I think there's a lot, but another thing is try to get open water swim experience before your first race, especially in the early spring and summer events when it's cold. Make sure you get in some practice and you, and you learn how to acclimate to cold water. Yeah, absolutely. My, my first open water swim was in the ocean during a, during a half Ironman. And and I was like, oh, I'd be okay. And then I didn't. Re- I realized there were no lines at the bottom. It was it was the weirdest thing. It <laughs> I would have known that if I'd actually done an open water swim before the race. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Prepare. I think it's just. I think it's just a matter of preparation. Sighting and water acclimatization are key. Absolutely. When you made it, thank you very much. I'm going to pop those links uh, to those blog posts in this uh, in the show notes to this episode as well. So if you want to check those articles out, you can. Thank you for your time. Much appreciated. We look forward to to chatting about your bike next time. Yeah. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Kona Edge. If you want to improve your swim, be sure to check out our next free live online swim seminar. Get to the KonaEdge.com slash swim seminar to sign up now.